This is episode 20 of the Kindred Bomb Podcast. I am your host, Emily Sue Allen. Welcome back, friends. We're back from our break and ready to jump back in with you. Today's episode has some announcements related to the Kindred Mom community, and the interview segment features Lindsay Hausch, a pastor's wife and mother of two girls. She wrote a piece for us about needing a village as a new mom. I hope you're encouraged by what she has to say. Today, I want to introduce you to a special activity you can do with your kids. Big and Little Coloring Devotional is a book that provides a creative outlet through coloring to diffuse stress while engaging intentionally with your children. Within just five minutes of use, you will discover why this is so much more than a coloring book. It incorporates physical, spiritual, and emotional refreshment for you and your child by providing authentic faith-filled devotionals combined with therapeutic doodling. My favorite part? It was created by two mamas, Rachel Swanson and Jackie Coral, who were overwhelmed by the demands of parenting and created this book to nurture their spirits and connect with their children. I received an advanced copy last week, and this book is darling. It releases October 1st, and you can order your own copy at BigAndLittleColoringDevotional.com or wherever books are sold. Welcome back to the Kindred Mom Podcast. Some of you know that I have taken this last few weeks off to enjoy the sun, and my family and I enjoyed the solar eclipse, and I've been just spending some time getting my mind around what we have coming our way this fall, both with my family calendar and everything that goes on behind the scenes of the Kindred Mom blog and this podcast. Before I talk to you about all that, I want to first catch up a little bit from summer and talk about the initiative that we started in June um, called the Summer Connection Groups. If you put together something like that to help women connect in your area over these last few months, we would really love to hear about your experience. If you put on some event or a regular weekly group that gathered mamas together with their kids, um, you can email me directly, hello at kindredmom.com, and I would love to hear about all the fun that you had. One of our Kindred Mom Vision team members, Sarah Allard, hosted a gathering at her house every week, and I was there with my kids for some backyard fun and conversation with women, and it was really fun and really meaningful. We've had many beautiful and practical essays on the blog this last few months, and if you've missed any of those, please go and check them out. A few exciting things that are going on around here. Uh, Some of you have subscribed to our email list sometime in the last six months, and I have sent out exactly three emails in six months, which is not exactly a high number, um, but I have just not necessarily had the bandwidth to figure out what I would send you every week. And, um, you know, I just don't want to waste your time. But I do think that um, being part of this community and following along with our blog and podcast, it'd probably be nice if I sent out a little bit um, of information a little more often. So I am making it a goal this fall to do that a little bit more regularly. I'm still committed to not filling up your inbox with stuff that you don't want to read. But if you guys will come along on this journey, um, I would really love to just stay a little bit better in touch because sometimes uh, I share on this podcast a lot of things about my life and I would really love to hear about things from your life and the things that you're going through and finding inspiration from or 
things you're struggling through because that just makes me feel like this is much more of a conversation than just me talking at you and um, I just want you to know that I really do care about you and where you are at and so if you are not subscribed to our email list and you would like to be you can go and find that at the bottom of any of the essays um, on our blog there's a little button that says subscribe to kindred mom that might be changing to a different button soon because we're working on some exciting things behind the scenes that are not quite ready to share but they're coming and um We have some free resources that are hopefully going to be extremely helpful for busy moms that are going to be free for subscribers. So if you want to be one of the first to get those uh, when they are ready, um, I would love for you to join our email list. That brings me to our next announcement. September kicks off the new mom series that will cover pregnancy, birth, and postpartum stories from now through November. And that's in addition to all our other planned topics. So if you want to share your story with us, all the guidelines can be found on the kindredmom.com website under Write For Us. And the deadline for the birth stories, which will be run in October, is September 10th, which is coming up soon. I would love if you could invite new mamas you know to um, follow along with this series. I think it's going to be full of encouragement and really, I'm really excited about the essays we have to share. And so please invite invite your mama friends along to check it out and connect with us. Up next, we have an excerpt of the essay titled On Needing a Village by Lindsay Hausch. I'm surrounded by advice and well wishes and pastel and glitter baby cards proclaiming obvious truths like it's a girl or a new baby is here. I receive piles of sweet blankets with scalloped edges and tiny onesies emblazoned with witty alliteration and embroidered forget-me-nots. Then the baby comes with a cry and a happy flourish of helping hands and hot meals. My house buzzes with my husband bustling and in-laws simultaneously helping with generous hearts and also driving me crazy. Then they're off to the airport. I kiss my hubby goodbye as he heads back to work and I look around my house. It's empty. My arms are full. My head is spinning. My heart is bursting, and I am so, so lonely. I run errands and see another mom with her hair in a sloppy pony and yoga pants, a sleeping baby cocooned under a brightly printed canopy. I think, look at me, smile, say something. Her eyes glance over and leave mine before I can blurt out the words, I want to be your friend. Then I'm filled with relief that I didn't say something so desperate and ridiculous as she answers her phone and chats happily to the familiar voice on the other end, probably her best mommy friend that she does sweet mommy things with. It seems like she never tastes this bright, bitter pill of utter joy and utter loneliness. I get into my car and drive home and wait for the next feeding, wait for the next nap time and lunch time and bath time. I wait for my husband to get home. And before I know it, I kiss him goodbye and face another busy, mind-numbing day. In the early days, motherhood can be a confusing blend of big emotions. Big joy, big awe, big love, big fear, and yes, big loneliness. Today I have with me Lindsay. Lindsay, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm so good. I'm really excited to have you on today to talk a little bit about this essay that you wrote and would love to have you begin by introducing yourself and your family. I'd love to. Um, So my name is Lindsay. Um, I have two little girls, 
and my husband, who's also a pastor. And we live in sunny Southern California. Right now, I'm actually in an apartment because our house flooded. Oh, no. So, uh, yeah, no, it's totally, totally a sideline. But we're um, in our in, in this apartment for the next month, and then we're looking forward to moving home. Wow. Well, that seems like a pretty big upheaval for your summer. It's, you know, we've, we found uh, opportunities in it. There's a great pool here at the apartment. Oh, great. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the silver lining. Right. <laughs> Thanks for being here. And just to get started, you know, we shared that little excerpt of your essay um, just a minute ago. And I think that talking about the loneliness that we experience in motherhood is a really important conversation because I don't think I know any mama that I have had any kind of deeper conversation with that wouldn't say I have been through a lonely experience in my motherhood journey. And so I'd love for you to begin talking about your own experience with loneliness as a new mom and the space that was for you when you were navigating those early days. Um, I think one of the things that we don't touch on until we encounter it as new moms is that we're never really alone. You know, we always have those those little children um, following us, mm-hmm. as my sister likes to call it, our mom tourage um, <laughs> when they're walking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, even with a young baby in arms, we are, our space feels crowded because they're yeah. always with us. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes we don't feel like we're getting the emotional needs met of, of a friendship or or being able to talk to someone like an adult. <laughs> And so it can be this, this feeling of being overwhelmed and busy, but at the same time, underwhelmed and and tired and lonely all at once. When I was a new mom, I had my first baby and a month later we moved to a new state. And so I feel like my support network that I might have had built in was no longer there. And that first few months in a new place with a new baby as a new mom was really, really challenging for me. That's so true, Emily, because, you know, when we have family, it can make us feel like we have more support and um, that they can be there in the mess, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. You know, sometimes we don't want to have friends over in in the midst of the craziness. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had a similar circumstance uh, with my first. We were living in Arizona, nowhere near any family. And I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I had this adorable baby, uh, but I didn't know how often to breastfeed or I didn't know just basic things about caring for this little human. And so it was really overwhelming. And at the same time, I had these emotional needs. Like I just wanted to sit and chat over coffee, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have uh, a lot of people there that could relate to my season of life. And so I can definitely see what you're saying. Were you one of the first in your circle of friends who had babies? I definitely was. Yeah. My, my sisters, my two older sisters had already had babies and, Mm -hmm. but they were already out of that phase. And so for them, you know, some of the advice that they gave me it was, it was very distanced from what, from going through it in that moment, right. which can yeah. be different. Yeah. I think it's really interesting when you have somebody who has either had a baby really near to when you've had your baby, whether it's their first or their, one of their subsequent pregnancies, um, when it's very fresh, you get very different advice than yes. when it was five years ago. And there's just a lapse in remembering 
just how challenging it might have been at that moment. Yes, I agree. And, and the other thing, Emily, that that we don't touch on a lot is it's just the, how hormones play such a mm-hmm. role in, in intensifying our emotions. Yeah. Yeah. So I, with my second daughter, I definitely had some postpartum depression, which yeah. really played a role in how I was feeling. I think one of the things that when I'm thinking about that first tender season, it's just such a vulnerable place. It's a place that is all consuming the baby's needs and our own need to heal and recuperate from birth, which can be a big ordeal for many, many mamas. And also, even though I've had six children myself, I feel like my later pregnancies, I did know what I was doing as it related to caring for the baby, but I just never could completely anticipate how the dynamics of our family would change or how it might challenge me in a new way that I just wasn't expecting and found at that point that I needed a new kind of support from the women in my life who would either encourage me or remind me of solutions. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about your experience of finding cultivating, building the village that you talk about in your essay? Yes. Um, well, I think the one thing I just, what you were saying reminded me of is, is just how sacred that time is. Mm-hmm. And if I could go back and tell myself during that season um, to just lean in, and even though there are those feelings of loneliness, not to let them define me, because mm-hmm. I think that it really affected my self-esteem thinking, oh, I'm not good enough. I, I can't meet the friends. I can't cultivate the community that I really need. And yeah. and I wish that I would have just had a kind person come alongside me and say, you know what? You're doing a great job. And just just enjoy that baby. Enjoy these moments. It's hard, but it, it's a short season and it'll be over before you know it. Yes. But as far as the community that you're asking about, Um, I had the opportunity shortly after I I had my second daughter to start a book club. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the inspiration for this essay was because I didn't know what to expect. I had been praying when I was pregnant and feeling like God was leading me into a new chapter in my life. Mm -hmm. And I just kept hearing the word thrive, you know, in my prayers. And I didn't Mm -hmm. know what it meant. And um, then... I decided to start this book club and decided to name it Thrive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that when we anticipate a new season, we want it to be a big, big fireworks, something grand. And little did I expect that Thrive was this humble, beautiful meeting Mm -hmm. of women. It was a village of women. And from the first time we met, it was just so beautiful and Mm -hmm. precious. And just these women came together and were able to be real. And I think that that's where we can really find that sense of community is where we can let our guards down. We can admit that we don't have all the answers, that -hmm. sometimes we're scared, sometimes we're lonely. Yeah. And just be there for one another, not with advice. Sometimes advice is great, but sometimes just to listen and just to yeah. say, you know what, I care and I'm, I'm here for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, just being present and bearing witness to someone's journey is really powerful. 
like you said, advice can be really helpful in some situations, but so often it's not the thing that we need the most. I would love to know if you have any ideas for if somebody isn't quite sure how to begin a book club or some kind of meeting together, if you have any thoughts of how they might go about doing that, because I think sometimes we make things more complicated than they need to be. And I'd love to notice how you took initiative and made that happen. I think that there's, there's a couple different options. You know, I think Mm -hmm. if you have other mom friends that you're already connected with, Mm -hmm. then, you know, that's an obvious choice. Um, but I also think that there's so many other resources out there that as a new mom, you don't necessarily know about. Um, I joined mom's club, which is a national association and they have local chapters in different Mm -hmm. cities. Um, so I'm in the mom's club of orange. It's not associated with any, any type of religion. It's totally open to anybody. And, um, it's just a really supportive and diverse group of women. Mm -hmm. And it was through that club that I was able to find like-minded women that, um, really wanted to connect and, and do this book club together. Mm -hmm. And so it was a perfect opportunity So one thing that seems like it might be important if there are mamas who are wanting to connect with other mamas in their same season of either that early baby stage or maybe they're in the toddler stage and they're just looking for uh, some women to build this village with, that if they would gather around a common interest that they might be able to find a way forward. Definitely. Um. But, you know, to be honest, Emily, I don't think that it's necessarily gathering around a book. I don't think it's it's gathering around any one thing that draws you together. I think it's gathering around this messy journey called motherhood that we're all on together. And the thing is, is that we all look at one another when we're out and about, you know, like in my target essay and we think, oh, you have it all figured out, you know, just what you're doing. And I am helpless or hopeless, whatever. And, but the thing is, is that all of us have been through that season, that, that yeah. initial big, ah, uh, big love, big, lonely season. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you see another mother, I, when I see a mom that has her arms full and I can tell that she's overwhelmed, like I just get teary eyed sometimes. And I just want to go give her a hug. And, and just remembering that this is being, being mothers together. This is just such a sacred thing that we all mm-hmm. share. And we can all gather around that calling because we all know what it is like to lay down your life for a little human, for their whims and their needs and and to give up some of the things that we want, some of our own dreams sometimes. We all know what it feels like. I'm wondering if there is anything from your first few months gathering together with these women that you learned about yourself or learned about these women just by spending that intentional time together and sharing in the journey that you were each taking at the time? I I think, Emily, that it goes back to that same theme, which is just just showing up. And that was Mm -hmm. one of our rules for our book Mm -hmm. club was um, it's okay if you're late. It's okay if you didn't shower today or for the last three days. It's okay if you have baby goop on your shirt. Mm -hmm. It's okay if you're a hot mess and you feel like you're going to cry any minute. Just show up. That was the rule. And, And with it, with showing up, it just brought this 
level of intimacy that we wouldn't have had otherwise. Because I think when you're building relationships, the easy thing is to come up with an excuse. And let's face it, when we have kids, there are a million excuses not to show up, to stay home and hermited and with our, you know, yeah. Yeah. There's a million excuses to stay home. But when we put ourselves out there and when we show up and when we keep doing it again and again, I think it builds those, those muscles. It builds those relationships so that we can feel at home with one another. I mean, the truth is everybody in a family is totally different. And the only thing that come that binds them together is just the fact that they're, they don't have a choice, right? Um, I'm okay. I'm trying. I'm sorry. I'm kind of, no, they have a shared experience. Yeah. I would say that the women that I have really grown connected to over the last five or six years have been the ones that have just shown up to different gatherings that I have put on with my friend, Sarah, who is one of the kindred mom team members. And she and I have just kind of put our heads together to say, how can we regularly, intentionally create space for women to connect with one another. And so many of the women who come regularly to that are not the ones that I knew very well before or have spent very much time with one-on-one even. But because I've seen them every month for the last three years, we have this really sweet relationship where we've seen each other as the journey continues from season to season. And those are really sweet relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think you sums it up exactly where it's just creating that regular and intentional time together. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. The commonalities that you can find uh, with other moms, even even ones that you didn't necessarily think that you'd connect with in the beginning. I feel like we learn so much just by sharing our motherhood stories. I love hearing women talk about either a, a struggle that they're going through so that all these other moms come around them and encourage them and bolster them and give them ideas for how they might go about problem solving different things. And I also love just seeing the growth in people when they, maybe a year ago, they shared this is what they're going through in their home with their little one and then how they begin finding their confidence. And really, I just love seeing the growth in different people's lives from the stories that they share. I would love to um, also just talk about the vulnerability that you mentioned. Um, You mentioned it in your essay, and then you've also talked about it a little bit in this interview. And I think vulnerability is one of those things that it's not easy for us because I think we're afraid that if we are vulnerable, that we might not be well received. But I have found the opposite to be true, that it's when we are vulnerable that people become more connected and more willing to share from their own experience. I'm just wondering for you if there are things you have done within your group that you put together to especially foster that beyond the showing up rules. I love the rules that you shared um, as far as just not letting anybody have an excuse, but in the time when you meet together, are there some ways that you have fostered that sense of safety among the women who come? Yes. Um, I think it's really important to, when you have a group of women that are meeting regularly to make it known and, you know, a set of rules or or a set of expectations. Um, Of course, number one being confidentiality and, um, and also not to talk about the things that you guys share one-on-one with each other, um, that can invite gossip or, you know, 
people saying things that maybe could be hurtful, even if it's unintentionally. Mm -hmm. To be honest, Emily, I have struggled with um, social anxiety on and off throughout Mm -hmm. uh, my life. And, and the way that I've broken through that is to talk about it and to be Mm -hmm. honest about, about my struggle with um, being myself Mm -hmm. and uh, being really present. And I found that in that vulnerability, other people have come alongside me and said, me too. Mm -hmm. And so I think that when we're willing to share the areas of our, of our weakness, when we're able to share what our fears are, Mm -hmm. I think it invites people to say me too, and feel like they can connect, that they have something to grab hold of and uh, that they know that they're not alone. I think that's really beautiful when people recognize that they don't have to keep up a, a brave face and the connecting and feeling like they have permission to go to that real space, um, even if what is real is not necessarily what looks glamorous or looks put together or looks like you've got your smooth sailing. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I just, I find myself really endeared to those who are honest about where they are, because then I feel like I can be honest about where I'm at. And that always seems to bring about breakthrough and building relationships. Absolutely. And and the thing is, is I don't think that there's this expectation that you show up to a gathering and all of a sudden you bear your soul. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we talked about having that consistency and that building that relationship over time and creating the space for that. And the way that I kind of cope in those moments is I read this, I think it was a a lecture by Brene Brown Mm -hmm. where she talks about just being seen. Yeah. And that has really resonated with me, especially as a pastor's wife, you know, I have to show up to a lot of social events and different things. You go to play dates and you don't recognize a lot of the moms and you want to be well-received. Just, I remember just to be seen, just to, just to show up, like we talked about before and and just be, be seen. I don't need to show off. I don't need to have the best advice or be the best quaffed or (laughs) I don't have to look fantastic, but I just have to, to be seen and be real and, uh, and listen to the women. Cause a lot of the times that's the, that's the best thing you can do is listen to what they have to say. I guess um, to wrap up, I'd love to know if you were with a new mama right now who is in that space of feeling desperate for connection, um, what you might encourage her with if you were sitting with her over coffee. I wish that in the early days of motherhood that I would just, I would have given myself more grace. Mm. I was so hard on myself just thinking, ah, you don't know enough. You're not doing good enough. You, You don't have this thing figured out or or I was, you know, beating myself up that I, I didn't have that community that I longed for, that maybe there was something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, is that when you're in that, those early days of motherhood, there is going to be a little bit of loneliness and, and aching and longing. And that just means that, that you're growing because mm-hmm. when we go through those seasons where we feel like we're spread really thin, that means that God is stretching us and it's hard and it's beautiful and there's a light at the end of the tunnel too, because I know that with my daughter, she's about to turn two. Mm-hmm. So we are in the the terrible toddlers, <laughs> toddler <laughs> years, mm-hmm. which it has, presents a challenge of its own, but it's also just totally different and, and a little bit easier to find that community and you don't feel spread quite as thin. 
Thank you so much for that encouragement and for sharing all you have about connecting with other women in those early years of motherhood and how important that is. I so appreciate you sharing your essay with the Kindred Mom community, and thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Emily. Finding your bearings as a new mom can be intimidating. And with all the changes that come with welcoming a new baby and caring for their needs, motherhood can feel incredibly lonely as well. I've experienced several different seasons of loneliness, one as a brand new mom and a few others as my children have grown and we have been through different family transitions. Having solid friends in the midst of ups and downs makes a huge difference in my life. I love that Lindsay said that showing up as you are is really the key. I have found that to be true. Women who are outgoing and well-connected going into motherhood might not feel the pinch quite as much as others, but those who are a little more introverted or have experienced a move to a new area or a shift in their social circles might really have challenges to overcome in order to keep the loneliness at bay. This is what was true for me. Before I leave you today, I want to talk about the first steps in finding a community and building that village that you long for. And I think we have to first make peace with the mess and the noise and the interruptions that sometimes the time together we have with our friends is not going to be a long, uninterrupted conversation. I think we have to understand that whatever time or attention another mama gives to us is a precious gift. Lastly, one thing I think every mama can do is be the person who encourages other moms. So many of us are slogging through all of this hard stuff and very few people are saying, you're doing a great job. That's something that every time I hear it means so much to me because I spend a lot of time being critical of myself. I spend a lot of time fielding comments from strangers who should know better but don't and make comments about my parenting or the size of my family and it's just not helpful and I just think that if we all take responsibility for how we can encourage and acknowledge and build up other women we all win in that scenario. 